Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. Sometimes. And you know, today, I think we actually are going to talk about reality TV, which is kind of fun. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of it recently. We have watched uh, a good amount of reality. As a matter of fact, we watched uh, a couple of things off of the Discovery Plus app, folks. Get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month and we just dropped the second of the two february bonus episodes on the last possible day that yeah. you could we got we got the second patreon in on the last day of february and i also got my february newsletter in on the last day of february there you go i mean we are nothing but <laughs> deadline writers everybody that's you know, what we do it's so weird ever since we signed up for discovery plus i've been like hearing people talk about it yeah, we kind of made it a thing. <laughs> I think we did. I was like watching this YouTube video of some gal who lives in New York in an apartment that is like astonishing, astonishingly beautiful. She also did a tour of it. One of her vids was like, tour of my $1,800 a month studio in the West Village. And I was like, something is not adding up. There's no way that apartment only cost $1,800 a month. Anyway, I go off on, I'm going off on a tangent, but she was talking about how she had just signed up for Discovery Plus, and I was like, <laughs> she must listen to the pod. She, uh, you know, she's not spending that much on, on an apartment in New York City. She's saving a little so she can afford that uh, $4.99 or $8.99, whatever it is, Discovery <laughs> Plus. They do this thing with Discovery Plus where, like, it's the cheapest uh, you know, it's of like, all the apps, but it's four ninety nine with commercials. If you're gonna get a streaming service and not yeah. bump it up like four more dollars, bullshit for no commercials. Like the idea of signing up and paying for a streaming service and then also seeing commercials every eleven minutes would fucking uh, kill me. I think uh, so. It's uh, you're you're a real moron if you if you don't pay to get rid of the ads. You That's better what's get. Nice. You better remember to cancel your f free trial. We only got a free trial so that we could do. Anyway, the, what we're doing on Patreon is we're doing Discovery Plus Patreon. So we did like Love Yurts, which I thought everybody was high in the um, episode. Don't tell them what, what, what. That's literally all you said about the episode. So no, no, you're not going give, to give any details about what's going on behind that paywall. And then the second there. one was um, we Unwrapped. About Unwrapped from the, the Food Network, a classic Food Network show. And uh, I think we had uh, some good time. And we may still be doing the Discovery Plus files for the month of March because uh, honestly there's a lot of stuff going on there and I don't think I'm ready to giving up my uh, giving up my my subscription I may ro ride into a, a, a month you just said you would have to be an idiot if you paid for it no you're you're an idiot if you there's two options oh, 4.99 and this is what they try to tell you on the I got gotcha. it's five million shows for 4.99 yeah with commercials it's like 10 bucks like everything else without commercials right 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 you're an idiot if you pay 5.99 a month and don't pay 10.99 a month and you watch all this dumb shit and commercials are but you never kidding me? fear never fear other stuff has been in our lives like the real housewives of salt lake city reunion we binged that that was all a, three of those yep it was a wild night um we've been keeping very busy in our personal lives i've been going on a lot of beach walks that's right. That's the only thing I can bring to the pod today. I was like, what's been going on this week? I blew up on TikTok. That was fun. Yeah, you all, you didn't want to talk about it, but yeah, you blew up on I TikTok. I blew up on TikTok. That was fun. And Ashley that's went really viral. The, yeah, I did. I went viral on TikTok big time. It was really exciting. And um, it's really the only thing I have that has happened to me this week. 
That was cool. And then my beach walks have been awesome. Today I walked on the beach in the rain and I was the only one on the freaking beach. Finally, I had the beach to myself. Even when it's really cold out there, I usually pass one divorced dad with his head down walking slowly. Um, But today in the rain, it was just me and a guy driving a tractor. On the beach? Yeah, he was like leveling out the sand. Wow. He he kept waving at me. (laughs) Because he rode by me like five times. You sure he wasn't waving for you to get (laughs) off the sand in a storm? Ma'am, you gotta move. Tractors are coming. Quick. Yeah. And that's all you did all week was uh, was I just mean, walk on the beach. And that's and why. And go viral. And I, yeah, and you don't want, I mean, uh, how much more can you tell us about that? I, it was just a really fun thing that happened. You're putting up uh, videos and people are watching your videos and it's, it's kind of new for the past week how many people are watching. Yeah, I started this series of being like a 911 dispatcher for people with anxiety. And then people started leaving comments about like what their anxious moments are. And so then I was taking their comments and doing 911 dispatcher calls calls for them. And it seems to have really hit a nerve. I mean, I went from like 4,000 followers to 32,000 followers in about four days. It's pretty shocking. Um, But I'm just going to keep making them as long as I'm having fun doing it. And I am having fun doing it, even though the past three days have been like so stacked with work. But um, yeah, it's very fun. It's very exciting. And if you're not following me on TikTok, get over there, okay? I saw uh, one of our listeners was has started watching my YouTube videos, my Work With Me videos. Right. And that's very cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. If you're like a Reality Blows listener and you like find me in another way, that's like, I don't know, that's like 100 points or something. Well, you should explain what those videos are because maybe other people would want to join you. I think I talked about it on the pod, which is why she found her way over there. But basically every day I work for an hour on YouTube and it's like... 25 minutes it's two 25 minute sections where we listen to white noise and we work and then i have like a little chatty break in the middle but it's just for me it's been a very effective way to get an hour of work done i don't know why i I, does this happen to you if i go into a room by myself and i'm like okay i'm gonna work for an hour two hours later i've just been like looking at reddit and i'm like what the hell just happened no i'm unmotivated most times during the day i need everything to align all of the stars for me to sit down and get any sort of busy work done in any sort of way so i do understand what you mean and and i feel like having like uh you're almost it's almost like you you bought an elliptical and you have to get on it even though we have an elliptical and i don't get on it but it's almost like you bought an elliptical and you have to get on it because people show up every day to watch you get on it right it's like uh it's like you're like well it's here so i i guess i have to do this and and it's nice to have some sort of office hours where you feel like, well, it's my job to sit here for this long and kind of get these things done. I mean, also, it it, it caters to a very specific type of person. There are just people who don't have anything to do on their computers or in a in a writing sort of sense for an hour you know it's it's really i guess sort of like maybe a creatives thing right like if you're if you're a writer this is great for like there's just some sort like of you magic. my dad could sit down with you for an hour what I would he so. do you play know, guitar he could play guitar he's learning guitar my dad is learning guitar so maybe he could sit down and play guitar or what are, what are some other things you could use your videos for i've had people write and tell me that they like clean with them on like they'll do like a room and then they'll move on to another room that's after, right nobody I've, wants to clean if you set a 25 minute timer i mean that's not too much time and, and you're looking over at you on the screen also sitting there for 25 minutes without uh leaving the room and 
Cleaning could be good. Working out, maybe. Working out. There's a photographer in New York City that Nick and I love who like documents the comedy community. Her name's Mindy Tucker. And she has told me that she watches the videos when she's archiving all of her photos. Right. Just something where she's like, I, I, I don't want to do this, but I got to do this. Yeah. So let's just put like nose to the, to the, to the, what? Nose to the stuff. Grindstone. Well, Grindstone. there's something mm-hmm. that I've, I've been, cause I'm like perplexed by why this works for me because um there there is something to it like i i truly miss working with my friend julia you guys know julia from the pod i miss working with her at coffee shops we used to go to coffee shop in brooklyn every day and work for like three hours and i was like why was i so productive with another person there and now that i'm doing this i'm feeling like i can actually focus on my work and get things done and i started Try. I, I need to actually like educate myself a little bit more before I speak on it. But I'll give you guys just a little taste. Give them a taste. I'll give you a taste of what I learned. Apparently, with ADD, which yes, I have been diagnosed with. I was diagnosed with it as a teen, which was really hard to do. If you're a lady in the '90s and you get diagnosed with ADD, wow, you must have been bouncing off the walls because they were not. They were not diagnosing women with ADD back then for whatever reason. So I I don't know if, but at the same time, I'm very like, I'm highly resistant to that diagnosis. Okay. If you've ever been diagnosed with someone, with something, with someone, with something, maybe you could agree, you know where I'm coming from. A place of indifference. You have said to me, you've gone on the record saying you do not believe in ADD. I don't believe in ADD. And yet I have been diagnosed with it. And every time I look up an issue of mine, it, it does you know, it does fall under the ADD umbrella. Why take a stand when it comes to ADD? Why do you not believe in ADD? Well, I don't know if I would say I don't believe in it. I'm just not willing to... No, no, you would say you don't believe in it. You've said it literally a few times. But that's just like shorthand for me for saying like, I'm not putting all my eggs in the ADD basket, okay? Okay. So like... I don't know 100% how into it. It's who knows what I'm not a mental health professional. I certainly don't seek them out. Okay, so I don't know um, what I don't know about enough about ADD to speak on it. But I did recently learn of this thing called bodying bodying have i talked about this on the pod have i talked about this on the pod no i've never heard that word before bodying like body and then ing how would you say that bodying bodying yeah yeah bodying do you ever notice that like i come in i work here in the bedroom in the morning when you're sleeping yes do you think that's weird um no i like it oh okay well that's interesting so Usually I have like something due in the morning, like I'm going to get up tomorrow and at 8 a.m. and I'll write something until 10 when I have to turn it in. And what I'll do is I'll sit on the couch in the bedroom and I'll work from 8 to 10 while Nick sleeps in the bed. Now, sometimes I get up before 10 o'clock. I mean, let's not give the listeners a false you know, picture of what's going on here. I mean, that's very rare that I'm sleeping that late. <laughs> you slept till noon today. That's a Sunday, <laughs> and I don't know how it happened. I had a sinus headache, so I think that might have been part of it. But you could that's say very ten average. No, <laughs> you could say ten average is average. Nine, nine average thirty. Is nine. No. <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> what, what is bodying? <laughs> so I was always like, I'm always wondering, why do I do that, right? Like, why do I come in here and work while you're sleeping when I could just go upstairs or go into Woody's room and work? And like, or, and also, why does this thing with YouTube where I'm working with other people, why does that help me so much? And then I learned about uh, a concept called bodying, which apparently ADD people do. And I've been doing my whole life and I didn't even realize it was a thing, which is like, it's easier to be focused if there's another body in the room. That's as much as I've learned. And it was yeah. one of those, it's like one well, of those. you feel like you're being held accountable? I don't know. I don't know why it works, but it was like I Googled. Because I don't know what you're doing over there. So you could definitely sit yeah. over here and not. I'm not accounting for what's happening. Well, it's one of those situations, again, where it's like I look up something and it's like, this is what people with ADD do. Right. And I'm like, ah. So you don't believe but this. But I don't have all my baskets. I don't have all my eggs in that basket. I don't have all my baskets on my head. But I Googled, like, why do I work better and when someone else is in the room? And that's the, the concept. It's called body. Well, I just like that. I feel like... um. I can check in on what's happening with the world if you're sitting there and I'm sleeping. What do you mean? It's like if you're gone out of the room and I'm still sleeping. Yeah, anything could be happening. In those rare occasions. In those rare, rare occasions. uh, It's just like I don't know where, what time it is or what what part of the day is. Should I be up doing something? Is somebody in trouble? Like if you're sitting here quietly and you're up and aware, I'm like, okay, at least somebody's here I can just check in with if something bad goes down. You know what I mean? Like, it just is more comforting and then often will make me go back to sleep. So really, it's your fault. <laughs> if I didn't see you here, I'd wake up like I normally do, 7.15 a.m., pop up out of bed and get going. Oh my God. Milk some of the cows, kill some of those uh, chickens or whatever you do with them and, uh, you know, get the farm moving over here in uh, in, in uh, the Jersey Shore area. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, bodying is something you do. Anyway, we talked. We were talking about your 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 show. So go over to uh, Welcome to My Desk. You go ahead and Google that or throw that in your YouTube. You find Ashley. She puts an hour video up every day, and you can use her videos for a million different things. She's basically a white noise machine uh, with a personality, and that's what I like about it. Right, Ash? Yeah, I think you said that. Yeah, you've said that before. I, I think it's a great little I, tagline. It is a great little tagline. I love it. Um, But, uh, you know, today... Uh, I guess we could talk a little bit before we get into what we watched. We did watch uh, this show called Welcome to Plathville, mm-hmm, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Welcome to Plathville. We watched it on Hulu. I believe it's a TLC show. Wait a minute. I thought it was a Discovery Plus show. I thought that was the whole reason we were watching it. No, Discovery Plus files. We only do that on Patreon. We're not doing that over here. But you were like, I was browsing the Discovery Plus no, and no, I found. No. I was browsing Discovery Plus and I found Unwrapped and that's what we watched. I just heard that this was a fun reality show oh. and so that we could watch it. And Who it turns told you out that? it is. Uh, I heard it on, I recommended to me on a, real, on a reality. Why does it seem like you're lying? Because I don't want to start talking about other reality podcasts on here. It oh, you odd. listen to other reality yeah, podcasts? Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah, I listen to some stuff that oh. talks some Real Housewives and things of that nature. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll check in. He's every stepping once in a while. out on us, y'all. Well, I think I was might have been watching looking at this podcast for why are we talking about this we li- I had a literal perfect transition into these what we were talking oh, about get today. into your transition well babe. i've talked a lot about it so what let's talk to ashley about it what did we watch today it's called welcome to plathville and it follows this family of 11 that lives in like rural southern georgia right on the border of florida and they're super um they're they're very the whole family it's a mom and a dad and then they're nine kids is that right and they're very, yeah. very sheltered, like to the max. No soda 
can't even have a Coke, doesn't know who Spider-Man is, doesn't watch television. These kids just run around barefoot on the farm, building forts, living my dream, okay? Listen, the kids are incredible. The kids are the best part of the show. They have an amazing life. I would like to raise my kids this way as well. I'm into it. The only thing I don't like All and right, the only thing that, hold on, the only we're thing. We're not done talking. We're not going to, we're not starting to talk about this. I yet. just want to say what discourages no, no. me from living this life. And that'll be something you'll have to stick around to the end of the podcast <laughs> when we start talking fuck? about it in a little bit. But first, uh, let's talk a little bit about our the Real Housewives Salt Lake City reunions, because I think we have less to say about that. And. It's uh, just something that I think uh, we did spend three consecutive hours watching. Might as well bring it up a little bit on this podcast. So, Ash, I know we've talked about it a little bit off pod on our feelings about it, but how'd you feel about the entire season, the, the inaugural season of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I thought it was incredible. I'm completely a fan. I will watch season two. I, th- I think every woman on the show is highly interesting. Some are inappropriate, and there's a couple that I'm fine with never seeing again, and there's a couple that I hope will never leave the franchise. I'm Well, I- let's be specific. So um, let's just talk about the bads first. So who are the people that uh, you would be fine? Well, who's inappropriate? I think Mary is inappropriate. Okay. I think that there is... Mary is the person who's a super rich. She runs a church, and the whole season was about the fact that her husband was her grandmother's husband at one point before her grandmother passed away. And uh, this is not a, uh, a blood relative, but it was a person who was married to her grandmother and then married her. Um, and so she was uh, called a grand- grandfather fucker. Uh, literally throughout this entire season, mostly by a character named Jen. Um, okay, so you you'd be good with so Mary falls into inappropriate. Does she also fall into your bucket of I'd be fine without seeing her, or do you want to see this mess next season? Okay, listen, Mary, Mary delivered some iconic lines. Specifically, I'm talking about someone smells like hospital. Yes, that was my maybe my favorite part of the whole season is just you smell like hospital and that makes me sick. And Mary gave that to us. Yeah, Mary has said some amazing things on the show, but I think Mary is highly problematic and I think there's some real exploitation going on with her church. And I think that she is living off of the backs of her congregation in a pretty gross way. I mean, I I don't know, you know, I don't have receipts, but from the little bit of internet digging I've done, it seems that her congregation is expected to pay her and her husband a very high sum of their annual income, like an absorbent fee. And then they they take all that money and they live tax free because they are, you know, a religion. Um, Well, not a religion, but a church. And and she is exploiting. And it seems like also the majority of her congregation are people who fall below the poverty line and her flagrant um, display of wealth is grotesque. I don't like watching that. I'm not interested in Mary's rooms that she's converted to closets because she has so many designer clothing. I'm not interested in Mary's story at all. The fact that her 
great aunt is her housekeeper and she said that she's not close with her and doesn't talk to her but she pays for an apartment for her to live in is vomitous to me that is definitely i feel like the biggest strike against mary is the weird fact that she has relatives like that to her servants yes. that she doesn't speak to or engage with in a meaningful way. And no. they serve her and then yes. she pays their apartment rent. And it's like the way they were shown on the show was like she found out after the fact. You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, I found out, yeah, she's my cousin or something. It was like so cold the way she was speaking about this situation. And it is so weird on top of all of this other weird stuff with Mary. And, yeah, then there was the whole thing with like her grandmother had it in her will that it was her um, desire. It that was her God's husband, desire that God's, it was like Jesus wanted uh, her uh, to her to marry her grandfather. And then we learned that it was like never in the will. Yeah, it was and like, like they, she never said that. They like interpreted the will in such a stretch of a way. It was and very really her grandmother's fortune should have gone to her daughter Mary's mother, but and, instead yeah. Mary mu- married her grandmother's husband and, and like then cut the absorbed the fortune and cut out her mother. And, it's really. It's, it's very diabolical. Now, I will say, Ash, you don't want to see this progress a little bit. You don't want this story. I want Mary back because of all of this. I would like the roof to get blown off, but I do feel that like the reunion specifically felt like an apology tour, felt like a PR spin in a way that made me uncomfortable. Because when Mary started showing up on television, all of the Real Housewives um, like Reddit boards were on fire digging into this woman's life and finding some really like really incriminating evidence to show that she has like metaphorical blood on her hands. And then she goes on the reunion and kind of does a PR spin and it's like trying to smooth it all over. And I'm not interested in giving someone like that a platform. That's all. Uh, I kind of think they did a good job of asking some, some pretty hitting questions, basically asking her to explain the sort of stuff that came out about her online. And I don't think she did a, perfect job of 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 making it make sense i think just being on the show and talking about it and having andy engage with it and being allowed to like address it and and put a spin on it i think it legitimizes her in a way that makes me uncomfortable yeah i still want her back i agree with all that but i still want her back i think she's a weirdo and i like watching weirdos on tv so um you know We'll see what happens. Uh, they've announced the second season that's going to come pretty soon. So uh, g- good for them. My uh, other character I would love like to never see again is Meredith. Yeah, you're done with Meredith. Yeah. Uh, that's more to me a boring uh, way. I feel like she's not giving us enough access to her life now. She seemed to really be guarded at the reunion specifically with her and her weird husband yeah and like what's going on in their relationship so to me once you kind of put up that wall that's now you're you're saying i don't want to be on uh the real housewives because you're kind of guarding such a uh and honestly a a relationship thing i mean we're gonna get into it on the housewives and it's like, kind of like come on now. you can't talk about my husband and my family and it's like okay then bitch what are we going to talk about your right. jewelry line Right. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. We care about the fact that you and your husband are clearly swingers. Let's discuss yeah. it. Like talk about that a little bit. Let us kind of make uh, accusations and you can try to dodge them, but don't say that it's off limits. And quite honestly, I, I think that her son is uh, unlikable. Um, and uh, if that yeah. makes me sound, you know, mean because I'm picking on a, 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 you know, a 
16 year old kid or whatever no he's in college oh, okay whatever he's yeah well, yeah he, and he's, he's on a man television and, uh, <laughs> okay. and he's giving interview sections and if you're doing like confessionals on the housewives then it's fair game for her to be like you can't talk about my kids it's like what are you talking about he's on the, he's a character on okay. the show and so like jen comes over uh, your house and we don't really know what happened but the her, her son accuses Jen of showing him her vagina by doing high splits without any underwear. And Jen's like, Jen doesn't deny that, but Jen is being very calm throughout all of this. And it's like, the only time I noticed something was wrong with Brooks is when he came upstairs and he saw you smoking. He seemed really upset yeah, she by that. Called him, she called her out. Jen and then called Meredith, Meredith out on that. Meredith yep. is like, mm-hmm. and you have, you have video footage of me smoking? And Jen was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Meredith was like, I'm an adult who has a cigarette every now and then. It's like, wow, this woman is deeply unwell. Yeah, and she's also like, something's wrong with her head. It's always tilted. I I feel bad for her neck and her spine. Um, (laughs) She is always leaning forward. It's kind of, I think I saw somewhere somewhere, like on Twitter, someone call it the Percocet droop. Yeah, there is something slurry about her speech patterns. So I would be fine with Meredith being gone. Um, I don't think she brings enough to this show. Uh, And honestly, I thought I liked her a little bit more than I liked Lisa, but I think Lisa has much more of a personality ready for this show. She's way more about, uh, she feels comfortable. She's very comfy to me when we talk about a a real housewife. Um, Lisa came through, especially at the reunion, and I was not team Lisa. I'm totally team Heather, 100%. Sure, yeah. And then Lisa's behavior at the reunion, I was like, well, someone's winning me over. She was screaming, yelling. You know, she got me a little bit. No, Lisa wasn't. Heather was. No, Lisa screamed a little bit. She got into it, and she got passionate about it, something you'd never see. She defended herself, yeah. You'd never see Meredith do. Meredith detaches herself from it. Um, And we don't want that. Um, we want you to defend yourself tooth and nail and, and make at, uh, throw accusations at people as well. Um, so I, I, I'm glad that, uh, Lisa, I hope Lisa comes back. Uh, she won me over a little bit at the end. I think the, the main takeaway from, from this, from in our household of the reunion was that we didn't think Heather came off that great. No, Heather had a really poor showing, which is unfortunate because she was a fan favorite at the end of the season. She's like clearly the underdog and people I think the really... fan favoritism is what led to her, um, the way that she approached the three-part reunion. Yeah, it might have gone to her head a little bit. She was like, oh, everybody, everybody wants me to like, you know, set these people straight. And now I have like the best, you know, it was literally a part where she like bragged. I guess she was set up. Too, but, yeah of course but that rihanna dm'd her yeah and i thought that was a hilarious point like that was like part of the reunion so and i heard like- rihanna dm'd you and she's like yes that happened and i can't believe it um and she said what the dm was like that she was like you know team heather or whatever the fuck it is but um it, it was just such a funny like kind of like in a nutshell what has happened to heather where Heather had like kind of like a little little bit of a tragic story there with the the family and the church kind of like uh, excommunicating her in in a small way and it, like it was she was going through it and she was very empowered by the show and more power to Heather I'm glad that she's be 
becoming the the breakout person from the series and i agree with it i think it's great for a multitude of reasons i just think the way that she kind of put up like on a, a, a like a wall at the reunion of like i'm just gonna say all of the things that i'm thinking and uh fucking come at the throat of lisa really um is what i saw and and a little bit of jen a little bit of jen um, so yeah, I don't know. It just didn't feel good to see her kind of stooping to the level of like, I'm going to call people out and, and, and tell people what I think of them out loud on this re reunion. I don't know. It just didn't feel good coming from Heather. Right. I think that's not why, why, why we love Heather to begin with. Right. I think what's going on is that Lisa doesn't care or like Heather and that hurts Heather's feelings. Yes. And I think we were seeing Heather lash out at her about that. And then the whole thing with earlier in the season where like Heather was like, we've known each other for 20 years. And Lisa was like, I don't know her. And it's like, that would hurt my feelings. Course, I understand what she's saying. And Heather's like, you knew me. We were at the same events. We went to school at the same time. We hung out with the same people. Like, and then to just be ignored by that person. It's like, Lisa is a mean girl. I can totally see that. Yes. But Heather. Heather's not going to like make her love her. And that's what Heather, I don't think has fully understood. Right. And I just did the whole, like Heather's calling her dismissive, like 100 times. I don't know. I just felt like Heather probably could have done this as a segment and then been like, and you know what? I'm not going to hold any grudges. And like, she's, we just clearly don't click. And that's all I really have to give, um, uh, Heather or Lisa right now, you know? But instead, she was so uh, such an open wound with all of these prepared attacks. Mm -hmm. To me, it felt very insecure and a little cringeworthy. Yeah, I agree with that. Where there was like, no coolness. And we got it through the season. Like, there's no way you could objectively watch this season and go, oh, Lisa's much cooler than Heather is. You'd be like, Heather's great. She seems like a great parent who, like, spends good time with her family and she's the underdog and, you know, she doesn't have the body type as uh, the rest of these women and she's clearly who we like and she's kind of sassy and funny and fun we all got that she won the season lisa was made had an edit that made her look like she doesn't have any time for her family because of her business and that she was uptight and a mean girl so i feel like the proof was in the season who was the better person you'd want to be friends with and so we just didn't need that from heather I think it just, I think it, it went against her a bit. Although I'm clearly still in Heather's uh, camp as far as like what team I'm on. So uh, I feel like Jen, I, I feel bad about Jen's kind of reunion. I don't feel like it I thought went, she did a great job. I didn't, I, I just didn't feel like it, it went as well as I wanted it to because she was my favorite person throughout the season because she started all the fights, but she was kind of fun to watch too. She felt like very much like a, a, a comfy real housewife personality as well. I just don't know. I feel like, you know, she didn't apologize for certain things that I did want her to see. The, 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 the fact that she, you know, was throwing glasses and really, like, if you watch the season, the only volatile person on the entire season, um, like, I would have wanted, like, a little bit of, like, I made up with Heather. Like, the fact that we found out that she really didn't apologize to Heather ever. Yeah, that like, was a bummer. It's like, at least be like... I don't like any of these other girls because of the way that they talked about blah, blah, blah. But I want to say this, like, I really hurt Heather. 
I shouldn't have done that to Heather. And me and Heather are going into this reunion like really tight, thick as thieves. I understand that I have some stuff to say to Mary, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, as long as I'm cool with Heather, I can live with myself through this season. Yeah, it felt like her main goal was to make up with Mary. Right. And it to it's me, like, it why? just didn't, it didn't, I don't know. Who gives I, a shit about Mary? Right. I kind of felt like it, that whole segment should have been more like me and Heather making bonds. Yeah. But Heather wanted her to know that she fucked up too. So Heather wasn't like there. She wasn't backing to, down. To, to make it up. Uh, uh, an apology Mm-mm. thing with with Jen, so I kind of feel like Heather's demeanor kind of stopped that from happening too. So like it felt really like we didn't get much closure on Jen and Meredith, Jen and Heather, Jen and Lisa. Seemed like they they kind of talked, but uh, or Jen and whatever the other lady's name is. Who's the younger Whitney. lady? Whitney. So like, uh, but we did get this closure between her and Mary, which is like, we didn't want that at all. Mary yeah. is weird. And like her husband coming on the show, like being weird on the in, on a screen behind her. And I'm talking about Mary's husband. It, to me, that didn't, that just didn't fly well with me. It's like did not, help not the what I wanted out of the reunion at all. Um, you know, I didn't get really what I wanted out of Coach coming on the show. Her husband, Jen's husband, you know, he was like backing up like this weird, like he was like giving so much respect to the to the priest dude, Mary's husband, like, you know, like trying to say like when I saw what she did, I felt really bad, like apologizing for his wife yeah. in that situation where, yeah, like maybe you shouldn't have just screamed like, why are you hanging out with that grandpa fucker? Like, yeah, that wasn't cool, Jen. But like, I kind of feel like knowing the whole context of everything, I didn't need to see this guy, this like coach guy be the person who's like oh look how great he is oh i wish he he could give me pep talks in my house that guy's kind of weird question what's your favorite line from the season is it you're gonna go hang out with weird mary who fucks her grandpa (laughs) or that's such a good line is it she i smelled hospital she smelled Uh, like hospital you're gonna go hang out with weird mary who fucks her grandpa (laughs) because weird mary is the best part of that sentence it is because it she is weird yeah and so when you know for a couple of episodes we had to like see these women talk to mary as if like okay we at home know that she this is really weird but do these women like not know that like mary's fucking weird yeah her whole the way she talks and acts her house and then she's a grandpa fucker so when when jen said that it was such a that's exactly what i'm thinking moment that yes that won the season for me hands down of course you smell like hospital is just a burn i've never heard before I love Jen and I loved her all season and a lot of people didn't like her because she was having these eruptions but she to me seemed like the most um, with her and Heather they seemed like the most real and also the most I I was rooting for them Mary seems like fucked up beyond belief Lisa is like too much of a perfectionist she kind of makes me nauseous and meredith is is like weird and closed off and then whitney's just kind of like young and obsessed with her dad oh the, the fact that we found out that her dad is now awol again uh it was was quite a uh, stunning uh realization or, or revelation what did you think about the fact that they were doing like footage they were showing us footage from the season and they showed that party where whitney's dancing on the stripper pole and yeah. her dad is in the background watching you were really thrown by that i um, can't imagine yeah. that yeah 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, that seems weird. It seems it very, seem it makes me very that uncomfortable. that guy's kind of a weird guy. Yeah, he's very strange. <laughs> he's a strange dude. Um, What was I going to say? It was about, oh, what about when Lisa, this is the last thing we're going to talk about with sure. the real housewives, yeah. by the way. When Lisa called out Mary in the way Mary treats her congregation. Do you remember that? What did she say? I don't remember. That's what I was hoping <laughs> you would remember. Because I Lisa took a jab at Mary and I was like, wow, Lisa's like only seems to like Meredith and um Jen now. Like Lisa and Jen are bonding. I can't wait for season two. I did have dreams about this reunion. It like stuck with me. Um I dreamt that I was there the first night after wow. we watched it. And I also it was like one of those things where sometimes I look at my phone when we're watching television because I'm bored. And sometimes I look at my phone when we're watching televisions because I cannot handle the emotional intensity of what's sure. going on. And it was definitely the latter for uh, me. Uh, but also sometimes like you want to learn about what happened with these people. Yeah. Like, go go to Twitter. Yeah. You got to check out what's going on now. Well, well let me just say, uh, you know, and we'll, let's move on to, to our to our main event here or whatever it Welcome to Plathville is. Um, I think that this was a, f a really fun, quick season of the show. I'm really into the fact that there was only like 10 episodes of this season, something like that, and then like three uh, reunions. It felt perfect as far as like a season length. Agreed. I do find sometimes these Real Housewife seasons, like I can't believe we're still talking about the same thing and it's like a seven episode run where they just don't have anything else to show us. They do that a lot. They get kind of caught up in the fact that, uh, you know, uh, we have to have some sort of like overarching storyline. And it's just like after a few episodes, I'm like completely done with it. This was sort of the perfect timeline for me. It just gave me the good. It, that's why it felt like every episode there was like something had happened. Kind yeah. Of that melt, made me feel good about watching, investing the time in it. So I'm really happy. I hope they give us it's another shortened season because of covid or something like that like i hope that's the case because I, I i can really do without like a 20 episode season of one of these things and uh yeah to sum it up meredith don't need you mary honestly i i would prefer if you were there but probably could lose you too um and we'll see if these women crank it up now in the in the second season here and, and i'm sure there'll be an addition or two of some other people and i'm looking forward to it you want to talk about Welcome to Plathville? Before we do that. What in the world? I just want to say there's a movie out there that Nick and I watch on our Friday night movie date night, which is called Barb and Star do Del Mar. No. No. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. We loved it. Yeah. Watch it if you got an extra 20 bucks. It does cost $19.99 if you're going to go on Prime because this is supposed to be like a real movie in, in theaters, I guess. Now, but can we watch it again because we already bought it? I think you get it for like three days. So Let's watch you, it again. You can I'm it's not too gonna, late. I'm not going to watch it again. Damn. Um, but I did like it. I thought uh, Barb and Star, if we're going to talk about it, you might as well. It, it's a uh, um, Kristen Wiig um, is the most notable person in it. And it's a straight up balls out comedy. Is it not, Ash? It's so good. Yeah, it's a comedy from start to finish. Someone described it to me as seven separate groundling sketches just put together in like a, a row. Sure. I mean, it felt it's very character driven. The two main uh, characters are very much like Midwestern mom type characters played by Kristen Wiig and the other actress who wrote the film. Who's her best friend in real life. Yeah, I just don't know who that is. Me, me neither. Uh, um, and they yeah. went to groundlings together. Right. She seems this seems very 
sketchy. It does feel like an SNL movie too. Like yeah. there was time there was a time in which SNL movies sort of felt this way, but it's uh it's a really really funny movie where the comedy comes first and I kind of feel we don't see movies like this honestly this movie reminds me of like and I've heard you say it um our friend Zach described it this way felt like Austin Powers yeah it felt like Austin Powers where it was like um or airplane complete like they would go the you abandon reality if it's okay for the joke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very random sort of things happen in the movie, you know, like uh, not to spoil anything, but some, you know, uh, uh, complete balls out musical numbers and, yeah. and things of that nature. And there really is no, um, it, it's it's less about story and more about really funny scenes based around these two very funny characters and uh, big recommendation. I enjoyed it was it was kind of like a breath of fresh air that this wasn't some sort of dark comedy or some sort of like auteur movie that's Truly. very funny that everybody wants you to watch or you know a mockumentary. This was a goddamn comedy movie from start to finish from start to fiend okay um, let's get into welcome to plathville all right so let's uh let n- let these people off the hook what was the one thing about welcome to plathville that you did not like the parents the parents right so we should we should maybe reset this up uh very uh, southern georgia do you know what part of georgia these people yeah they in? were in super southern georgia like i said on the florida border on the florida border the dad drove to tallahassee every day to work now would you say that that part of georgia is rural already would, yes. is that like the country country part of georgia oh yeah they're in the country for sure they're not near they're not near atlanta um or a big city yeah right. they're in the country i thought it was interesting that they didn't really have accents except for the oldest son had an accent but like the kids didn't a couple of them had some accents but usually like people the parents didn't and like i've lived in georgia and people in georgia they sound like they're in fucking georgia man these people did not sound like they were in georgia which makes me think their parents moved there from somewhere else i'm interested in their backstory well it's uh what what is interesting about this is it is nine kids who live outside 15 minutes outside of a small town. Yeah. Um, so they are really sort of, uh, they're not isolated because they, they have a cars and they, they sort of know what's going on, but they are very restricted homeschooled on, uh, on what they are allowed to do while they're living in, in the, in, on the family farm. Now, what's interesting is nine kids, but the two parents did not grow up like this. Mm-mm. They had very, I would say, much more normal lives yep. where they made mistakes and and uh, their family lives were not as savory as they'd want them to be. And so they've decided that they are going to have a family and live in a rural area, not off the grid, but with no TV, no cell phones, um, you know, and they're not allowed to uh, have any sort of any sugar or sweets, or uh, basically eat in an unhealthy way, it seems like. Um, Maybe it's just not sugar. Uh, They didn't really get into the diets and what they were eating 100% on this, but I'm sure that they eat, you know, family-style meals. There is a lot of I don't think they have, like, chips. 
They're not eating right. fast they're not, food. They're not eating fast food, and, and they've you know they made this very uh, big point of the first episode. They've never had Coca Cola. Yeah, the Coca Cola thing, what like was brought up so many times. I was like, are they a sponsor of the show? Well, it is Georgia, so that makes sense, right? Isn't that where the Coke factory is? I, I believe so. It is Georgia. Um, so Coca Cola in Georgia is such a big thing, and the fact that you would not have a Coca Cola would be insane plus year it's the year 2020 when the show is made and you live in america so they did uh, but they kind of set it up for this first episode we get to see the oldest son and we'll talk about him in a second but the oldest son uh, got to drink his first coca-cola on film and it was a really precious wholesome moment and it made me and ashley laugh now the the seems to be the the story here is the oldest son who's 21 married somebody else who's 21 and they have moved 15 minutes away from the farm and they're experiencing actual life and so there is a power struggle they have wi-fi they drink coca-cola they drink alcohol they went to a restaurant and he had a margarita right and so um the woman uh in the relationship that this this newly married couple um is you know from a different family obviously uh also homeschooled also pretty rural but not as strict as the family that uh, we're following around, uh, they were allowed to drink, you know, watch TV and and drink. She could have see sweets. Disney movies, for example. Right, and so she is showing her new husband all about this life that he's missed out on in the last twenty years of his life, and so that is to me my favorite part. I know you love watching kids run around outdoors and, and build forts and that's cool too. But for me, the heart of this show, and I'm very glad that this is a big part of the show is watching this kid experience life for the first time. Adult child, a, man. Adult, this, yeah, he's 21, but yes, uh, this adult man at 21 who just got married, who just moved out of his family's farm, who's just like, like, able to you know go inside of stores and, and drink he's beer definitely and, wide-eyed i mean they're almost like a character like, i love them and they're hey, all toe-haired boys they they like they're, they, everybody's blonde blue-eyed the, these the boys have the whitest blonde hair i've ever seen yeah they're they're one son the second oldest son who's 18 he looks like a model from like the 1950s I, that like, kid looks like james like a james, james dean, dean style yeah. guy i mean with his hair and the way he like I mean, they look like they're from the 50s. I mean, they really do. But yeah. like, almost like cool 50s people, like not uh, nerdy 50s people. Can I talk about my problem with the show? Yes. Um, Immediately, I'm like watching this show and I'm like, okay, where's the religion? And then, right, of course, right. the religion comes in with the parents. They haven't gotten into it too much, but they've talked about it in a way where I'm like, they're they're clearly very devout. And then another thing that bothered me is that the one of the 15-year-old daughters, we see her cooking a lot. And they're like, the producers ask her, like, what do you want to do? you like, what do you do for fun? And she's like, I don't know. And I realized in that moment that often in these situations where everyone lives outside of society, you know, we live off the grid. Our family, our weird Christian family lives off the grid. <laughs> then it's like the the little boys are running around building forts but the girls are in the house cooking and cleaning and that's when i started to be like this might not be the family for me yeah it did seem like that was my issue with the show but also what i think is gonna be nice about the show because i 
I could say this right now. I'd like to watch the next episode of this show. This could you're not into it. I could. I could. There's one girl named Mariah who seems like uh, yeah, she's a little firecracker. There's a 16 year old daughter who clearly has tried Coca-Cola before. Mm. We'll say that. I mean, she just is rebellious and that's the way they speak about her. She's immediately one of the more interesting people to watch on this show. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of power struggle and we're going to watch these kids really grow up in front of our eyes and kind of rebel against these parents because the the initial knee-jerk reaction I had here was like, wow, look at this family living in the sticks. I assumed religious right off the bat. But uh, when I started to realize that the parents, when we were interviewing them for the first time or seeing their interviews, I'm like, hmm, they're speaking a little bit more worldly. Yeah, they're just they're. like normal ass people. And it's like they lived an entire life with TV and Coca-Cola and mistakes and going to regular school and then they both became like alcoholics or something. Their parents were alcoholics. And, and, well, That's why they can't have alcohol in the I, house. I think the dad and the mom maybe mom maybe said that she was she was an alcoholic as the well. mom said her mom was an alcoholic and then the dad said that he had some trouble with alcohol right. in well, high school whatever it is they've decided that they're gonna grow grow, uh, grow their kids in like some sort of t like teeny tiny fish tank um and i don't know i just find that to be kind of hypocritical and and like annoying see i don't I do. Because I think what they were saying was like, my upbringing exposed me to a lot of things that I wish I hadn't been exposed to. And so I therefore want to protect my kids. Like you were like, when we were watching it, you kept being like, they already, they got to do all that stuff. They did it. It's not fair that, and it's like, but they didn't like choose to do it. They were kids. I mean, they got married also when they were like 20 and ran off to this farm and started it. So like their upbringing is not really different than their kids upbringing. It's, it's being exposed to what your parents are allowing you to be exposed to in both situations. So I don't think it's like, I, I didn't, I'm not on board. I don't agree with you on that. I think that if, if you, they, grew up and their parents raised them in a way where they were like damn I wish I hadn't been exposed to this stuff I'm going to make sure my kids aren't exposed to this stuff so I don't see the issue there I think it's kind of weird that you're like a parent and you've seen all you you've you've watched plenty of television and you're like, yeah, I'm just not going to watch. We're not going to have my kids watch TV. To me, that just seems weird. I'd always look at my dad or mom and be like, you fucking got to do all the things that I'm asked because I would be Mariah in this Mariah's the rebellious person that's who I would be in here and I'd be like hoping that my parents could like p possibly allow me to go hang out with like real friends and go to a real school and the entire time knowing that they did like I would just not respect that at all I just wouldn't I'd be like fuck you you got to do all that stuff so it's easy for you to tell me I can't you know and uh, that's how it would go for me but I will say that the kids seem nice and uh, they don't seem as weird as they should seem. Kids right? are sweet. Yeah. Right. It seems like. Well, they like, also uh, seem educated and they read yeah. books and stuff. And I think that's really important. I think like reading right. is. It, they don't seem like a cult or like a no. weird. You know what I mean? They seem like kind of charming, like They're nice people. They're clearly considerate of each other. Right. And the, the, the parents are a little weird looking. And parents and really put me off. <laughs> yeah. Truly. But the, the kids are. Is, I don't know. Kids are gold. But uh, so I, I'm interested in seeing the experiences of, of some of these kids. Um, I hear that we get to see somebody have their first kiss on camera. What? Where um, did you hear that? Point. Oh, I'm telling you, this is what why people are saying hang in to welcome to Plathville. That's that's you get to watch all this fun stuff. Wow. Um, so uh, I, I, what would it get for you? What, what, what would you need 
and welcome to Plathville to get you through all like uh, let's say fifteen episodes. Shorter apps, man. You didn't like the app length? No, it's too long. Without commercials, about forty forty two and a half minutes. Because they're repeating scenes, and for if you're like uh-huh. repeating interview clips in the forty minutes, just make it thirty. Take right. out all those repeated clips. Well, it is a show that's on television so they have to have commercial breaks and so when we they do take breaks they come back and we give like that recap of what we teased before the break and it does have that aspect to it i will say that i felt like it was over about 10 minutes before it was over and i did check in and again and there was still like four minutes left so it did drag yeah i do admit it did drag. You know how on YouTube you can change like the um, playback speed and make it 1.25? Oh, yeah. Why can't you do that with television I shows? I don't know. I did think about watching. You know, it's just like are you, if that's how you have to cram a show, should you really be watching it? You know, but they also talk slow. So I was like, just make <laughs> it go quicker. I have I, I, I do use that feature of the 1.5 speed. I, I've done that with books. I find that if I'm listening to a nonfiction book um i quite often will pop that over to 1.5 and depend 1.25 and depending on the narrator of the book or the re the 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 orator of the book i will put it maybe on 1.5 i can't handle 1.5 i lose all sorts of information right but you can do it with podcasts too i do it with podcasts oh, i do as with well. podcasts podcasts have taken away apple podcasts have taken away the ability to do 1.25 it's what now the fuck? Really? One, yep now it's one and a half speed or two or half speed why which is like who's listening to stuff in half speed that's messed up. Why would they do that? I'm so. <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm like Here, mad about this. I'll show you right now. Find it's it. Right in the corner. That Look, just seems see? like so. One and a half. You're right. One and a half, two, and then half speed, which is like, who is listening to stuff in half speed? Uh, old people. Oh, I forgot about them. <laughs> Aw, that makes me sad. One and a half is too quick. Um, I wouldn't do it. Uh, with a, something that's supposed to be, I'm supposed to get like comedic timing out of is right. the problem. So yeah, like, I agree uh, with that. I'll listen to a lot of conversational podcasts. And uh, unless it's something that is like a nonfiction style thing, a recap of something, I'm probably not going to do one and a half times on the podcast. Mm. Um, but I'll listen to recaps of stuff and I'm like, I just need to hear the, the bare bones here. Let's hear what they have to say. I don't want to watch the thing. And then that's when I'll, I'll use that function book books. Yeah, if I'm listening to like some long, boring book about like, I don't know, the the history of the Tonight Show, you better believe we're going one one point one point two five one point five. It's a hey, it's a beautiful did, thing. Did we talk about the finale of Big Brother on here? Big Brother season nineteen? No, yeah. I don't think we did. We watched a whole season of Big Brother. We barely discussed it. On we all t- talked about our feelings on how Josh fluctuating. We just talked about Josh. <laughs> it's just such a dis- it's just like a hard season of television to watch. It's like I would did not enjoy most of the watching of season nineteen. Folks, if you're looking for seasons to watch of Big Brother, I would say save nineteen till like you've the watched. End. Yeah, the last like quarter of your of your crushing the seasons because the only reason to watch it is to watch somebody work their ass off in a manipulative way and then lose in the end. So it's like that's the big exciting part of Big Brother season 19. Yes, uh, I believe it has one of the more satisfying jury segments uh, or a few segments of the show, but guys who watch this, guys and gals who watch this show 
uh, know that like just to see the 35 minutes total of jury at the end of a Big Brother season is not worth clicking play on something that will be the next 40 hours of your life. It's yeah. so fucking long. It's too long. It's too long. You watch a Survivor season, it's just like you're done in two days, like two and a half days if you're having a good time with it. This, the, you could, we, you know, the idea of like watching three Big Brother episodes in a row and knowing like, you didn't put a dent in this show at all. Like, you still have weeks of unpleasure. It's painful, it's painful folks. It's painful. I would like, uh, I do l- love Big Brother. I love th- that type of strategy. Um, so for those of you who are a little bit more well-versed, um, just know that we've watched seasons 2, 7, 14, uh, 19, and 22. Um, those are the seasons that we've watched. Uh, what else, what should else, what, what, which one should we watch? And yes, I'm open to celebrity, by the way. Are those worth, worth watching? I think they're shorter seasons. So we, I, I think right there, I may like it. And, and after season 19, that following winter, it seems like they started Big Brother, uh, Celebrity Big Brother season one. Should we watch that? Is that, worth it because it's a shorter amount of seasons or or the celebrity big brothers like worthless and you know it, don't Canada waste your big time. brother is coming up on march 3rd uh big brother canada there's plenty of seasons to watch there but you have to watch them on some funky website and i just don't oh. know if it's going to be comfortable um and 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 so just uh throw out some seasons folks i'd love to Let know what know. seasons i mean in the meantime what we'll probably do is watch another season of Survivor. Because, I mean, really, that's what we love. Is that not right, Ash? You're right, baby. And you know what? I, I, I mean, I'm sure you're thinking about it, folks, but Temptation Island Season 3 is on right now. I'm DVRing it. So that means we have like uh, three or four episodes to watch, and we will catch up with that. Because I do think that that is the best show that we've watched while doing um doing this podcast, right? Wouldn't you no. say? I mean, not counting the challenge, but what other show? I mean, Survivor. Yeah, but like Survivor is kind of like old and like who cares? But like talking about, we've had so much to talk about when it comes to Temptation Island. I like Are You the One better than Temptation Island? Not me. I like Temptation Island. Yeah, I like Temptation Island. Babe, why you lie? The bonfire ceremony. Why you lie? The bonfire ceremony kills all ceremonies. Uh, The lighting? You're going to put a bonfire ceremony over the lighting ceremony? Or no reverse that no but i will put a bonfire ceremony i will put a truth booth over a bonfire no uh, you are a nutbag if you think that's the case all right folks we're done with this podcast thank you for listening i know we talked about it a bunch before but sign up for our patreon we're doing uh the discovery files right now the discovery plus files man it's crazy over there It's nonstop. Who knows? Maybe next next month we might talk about uh, Street Outlaws Mega Cash Days. We'll never talk about that. <laughs> Guys, I'm thanks so much up. for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.